in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, God, we ask you right now, God, that you would come in and move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh, God, I ask you right now, God, that you would have me behind the cross. Give me access and ability to minister in the third heaven, that I may rightly divide the word of truth. Oh, God, we ask you right now, God, that you would come in now and do a work like never before. Bring forth revelation. Bring forth knowledge. Bring forth an understanding illumination, God, that we may rightly divide the word of truth in this hour. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray, amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. If I was going to pick a topic today, it would be, this is the hour for sackcloth and ashes. We're living in an hour now that people are in a state of unrepentance. And unrepentant sin requires a price when it's not covered under the blood. Sackcloth and ashes were used in the Old Testament as a symbol of debasement, mourning, or repentance. Someone, it says, wanted to show his repentance Hart would often wear sackcloth, sit in ashes, and put ashes on the top of his or her head. Sackcloth was a coarse material usually made of black goat hair, making it quite uncomfortable to wear. I want to just talk about that for a minute. You got to understand something. America has been going into a, a fast track. And so now... People have gotten accustomed to the wealth of the land that God put there. So now when sin is going to all-time high and there's no true repentance or confession and turning from that thing that's keeping you bound, therefore there's a price that has to be paid. We're living in an hour now. More and more people are going to be on the streets preaching repentance like John the Baptist of days of old and they're going to be dressed in sackcloth and going to wear ashes on their face and their forehead and the top of their heads because somebody has to pay the price in the Old Testament they used to have something called a scapegoat they would send a goat into the wilderness with all the sins and that was a representation that the sins for that year would be off the people. But then the people continue to reduce sin over and over again. So every year they would have to do this. And now we're at another stage in our lives and walk. Now the Old Testament did not have Jesus Christ. They prophesied about the coming of the Messiah. The New Testament ushered in Jesus Christ. And because we have the power and the blood of Jesus dwelling in us, this is the dying of the old Adam and the birth of the new Adam. Because that's why he's our kinsman redeemer. And God said they are doing the same thing. They got more and the fullness of what Jesus Christ was about and what his coming. And they're making his coming Lord and void because they continue to go in and doing sin all over again. So therefore, we are crucifying Jesus Christ on the cross again because there's no repentance of sin. There's no true repentance of sin. When you look at what's on the TV, when you look at what's in America on the, on the governmental level, when you look at all of these calamities happening in the earth and nobody's paying attention, everybody's still trying to do more and more and more. Everybody wants to be more money. Everybody wants to do this and everybody is continue to do what they want to do and even in the imagination of their own heart they are creating everything that they want to do they are fulfilling the lust of the flesh they are fulfilling everything that is in the imagination of their mind and not only are they doing it 
But now they're putting it on TV and they're feeding it into you. So you'll always continue because you have a little level of Jesus Christ and not the fullness. That way, that's why you continue to desire more and more to be like the world. You desire more and more to be like the things in which is in your heart. And we want to know why all of these idols are in the land. And you want to know why God is sending people now that's going to bear and show the people the way of heaven. You got to understand there, there's a birthing of John the Baptist. There's a birthing of repentance that's coming back to America because America has to be taught a lesson. And nobody can teach the great America or the great continent of the United States nothing like America than Jesus Christ. All other countries desire to be like God. But yet, there's no one like God. And you need to understand what is going on. And now you understanding that America does not understand the understanding um, of the place of not being comfortable. They don't understand a place of not being in a place that I can't have what I want. This representation of sackcloth and ashes is to debase, debasement. And let's talk about debase. It says debase means to reduce. We don't want to reduce our quality of life. I want to act like a fool, come to Jesus, shout and praise God and go home and do what I want to do. We don't understand the cost of sin. We don't understand the, the quality of life that God has given us. And it's like we done taken what God is doing and turning it around and throwing it back in his face when you continue to walk and do things and there's no repentance in the land. There's no repentance in the land. And at this point in time in my life, as a prophet of the Lord, thy God, I don't see the people's mindsets are changing. I see them going further and further and deeper and deeper into sin. And that's why God is sending up another level of a... Of a um, of a calamity that's going to come into the world. He said that my people do not understand like the signs and the wonders that I'm performing in the land. These signs and wonders are just like what he did in Egypt. But yet the people have no consciousness. They're in their phones. They're in their computers. They're looking at what everybody else has. But yet they're not fulfilling the things in which God has called them to do. So now this is the hour for sackcloth and ashes. And just like John the Baptist went to the king and told him, you have married your own brother's wife. They don't see nothing wrong with it and that hour is here. And they prosecuted and cut his head off. God is raising soldiers up with sackcloth and ashes. And they're going to be able to take the blows because the church is weak and have no power. And it's made of black goat hair. Quite uncomfortable to wear. God then had him on the backside of the desert. And God has already prepared them to wear. And is suiting him up. The next level warriors are going to be wearing sackcloth and ashes. In this hour, there's not going to be a whole lot of people carrying the light of God. Because just like the virgins, some already had their lights filled, some of them didn't. And half the church don't have their all filled up. And they're going to go to somebody else that has the all, and there's going to be none to give them. Because we are coming into a place that we don't want to set our lives aside now. We want to do what we want to do. And now God is raising up soldiers now. And half the church, God is going on the outside. He's raising up people from the outside that's going to have a whole different mentality, a whole different warrior type of mentality to do what God is calling them. Because this is in a terrible and a critical hour. This is a turning point for the church. And the church is still failing by leaps and bounds because the people are sitting at home watching all of this crazy stuff but there's nobody that's warning around warning in the spirit breaking down strongholds they're still in the place of trying to break a demon off of you huh? and you don't understand that God is giving you power he took back the keys of death hell and the grave now God is looking for something on the outside huh? he said I love to see if there was one amongst me and I couldn't find none reduce something in quality of value Degrade. Why is God degrading and making the church a mockery in front of the world? There's no true repentance. 
Even the pastors, the five-fold ministry, they just is halt and full of pride. And then they want to know why you got it. You got it because you don't let somebody else captivate your mind. Huh? Instead of having the mind of Christ and the spirit of the living God, huh? you let, uh, took on another man's demon. Huh? And God says, now nah, I got to come in and deal with it. Huh? He said, I'm going to deal with it my way. Huh? This is the hour for sackcloth and ashes. This is the hour for mourning. This is the hour for repentance. And that people will turn from their wicked ways. They sin went up into heaven. And it made a, a stinky, stinky smell that was in heaven. And God does not like the odor of the church. God does not like the odor in which the people which are called by my name. Let's go there. Second Chronicles 7. This is when Solomon had dedicated the temple. They was out there for a whole month making sacrifices. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. When you look on the TV now, ain't no pastors out there. Those TV evangelists, ain't no anointing in the land. The people that God was using to bring the people to a certain point. And the people, they made the people God. They made the five-fold ministry God. So when God took and switching things up, they stayed immature. They stayed non-productive. They stayed in a place of stagnation instead of taking something and moving on to the next level. And now that we want to understand what is happening, why did you get in this place? Because God said you allowed who I sent there to teach you to bring you to a place of stagnation because you sat there and got lazy. You sat there and ate all of that food. And now I'm trying to move you to another place and you constantly rejecting me. And you want to know why? They are falling, but you become like the leader that you serve. Or did you sit under so now God is stripping the anointing off of the TV evangelists he's stripping the anointing off of these pastors with all of this money with all of these nice shoes all of these nice buildings and now they still trying to get your money but because you in love with it and you want to be like them you continue to seek the face of God. You continue to do everything that you need to do because we don't understand what God is saying in this hour. And you want to know why that you're immature. You want to know why that you're non-productive in this hour because you have failed to pull on the face of God. You have failed to make God your all and your all and your center in life. And now the hour is coming now huh, that God thought that he was going to use what he had in the church. And now God said, I looked and I can't find another. He says, I'm going on the outside. Huh. I'm going to pick up somebody with radical faith, a radical type of life, and they're going to show the church the end time power and the end time anointing in which it takes to get the job done. The church is trying to be nice, and guess what? God is trying to be a soldier. We're trying to be polite. And yet you let the devil walk all over you. You're trying to be nice. You're trying to be all that you thought God was saying. But now God is moving. Huh? He's changing things up in the land. Huh? And you did not understand the times in which we were living in. Huh? You need to understand what God is saying now. Huh? It's time now to really be about your father's business. Sackcloth and ashes. It's time now to not necessarily walk away from what God has blessed you with, but to turn from the love of it and to do what he's prepared you to do. And that's put on the sackcloth and ashes to be in a place of, of being uncomfortable because God is going to send you in uncomfortable places. And he's going to, the Bible says, right, in, the, in the Old Testament, it says, set your face like a flint. 
and nobody now is trying to set their face like a flint. You're trying to be nice because you think the world is going to profit you. You're trying to be nice because you think the world is going to give you something. But they're going to laugh at your face like they're doing all now. When you look at now, every, the whole world is laughing at the church. What do you think they're going to do with you if you have not set your face like a flint? And that's a hard thing. And if you have not sharpened your sword, if you have not prepared yourself in this life, you're going to be a castaway. You're going to be the first one that's going to go down. And yet you're going to say, Jesus has failed you. But Jesus said, no, I didn't feel you fail you. You failed yourself because you failed to grab a hold of the truth. You failed to grab a hold to what I was speaking in this hour. He says, I was speaking and moving, but yet my people have no ears to hear and no ears to understanding now because God has been sending the word for years and years and years, but yet because it was not on mainstream. Now God says, I'm going to put it on mainstream now, and now I'm going to show the world my power, and I'm not even going to use the people that I brought from out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. He said, don't forget me, but they have forgotten what I've done for them in their life, and they'll let other gods get up in their house. They'll let all these foreign gods up in their homes. They'll let all of these foreign gods up in their heart, and they have made all things in the earth their gods, and now God says, I'm drying up Babylon, so will you be dried up. He said, I'm putting Ichabod on the door, because the Spirit of the Lord is departing from a lot of these Christian houses, because they failed to do what I called them to do. It ain't about what you wrote. It's about it's your heart condition to do the work of the Lord. Huh? You got to understand something. Out of the heart flows the issues of life. God said, I've given you a season huh, to get yourself right, huh? but yet you failed to hear my voice. Huh? You failed to take wise counsel, and now God said, now huh, there's something that's coming in the land, and my people, which I call by my name, are not prepared to go through. Seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven. And he says, their wicked ways. And then I will hear from heaven. And will forgive their sins. And heal the land. But that's not happening now. Because my people are not doing what I've called them to do. They are trying to be about what they want. This is the hour not trying to build up your career. This is not the hour to try to build up your portfolio. This is not the hour to try to build your business. This is not the hour to build up anything. This is an hour to rest and seek the will of God. You need to understand what is going on. God is shifting it now because you in love with God promised you in the season that you didn't move and now you're trying to work it in a different season and God said I'm not going to profit. He said the blessing of the Lord making rich and add no sorrow. You working in the wrong season and now God said, I'm moving it on, and I'm doing something else in this hour. Sackcloth and ashes. Used with illustration to wear, wearing a sackcloth, having ashes sprinkled on the head as a sign of repentance or mourning. There's three ways in the Bible that ashes and sackcloth was represented. Number one is when someone died. The act of putting on sackcloth showed heartfelt sorrow for the loss of that person. That was the first sign, a sackcloth and ashes. When David mourned the loss of Abner, the second way, ashes accommodated sackcloth in times of national disaster or repentance from sin. And this is where America is. We are in a national disaster. People are having weather in strange places that never been before. But yet you still there trying to be like Beyonce. Yet you still there trying to be like the world. Yet you still there trying to be like your neighbor. Instead of putting your face to the ground and seeing the will of God now. And this is what is happening. The third type of way of sackcloth and ashes were also used as a public sign of repentance and humility before God. And I want to say something. We need to go here to Ecclesiastes 
asterisks. One and eight. Ecclesiastes, I'm going to start with verse 1, and then I'm going to skip down to 8, 9, and 10. Some of you read this, but you don't think that you're there subconsciously. We, as a born-again believer, has to constantly wash our mind, wash our soul with the word of God. And a lot of people don't understand vanity. It says inflated pride. Don't get mad at me. Just get mad at Wikipedia. Inflated pride. In oneself or one's appearance. Something that is vain, empty, valueless. Inflated, expanded to an abnormal, an unjustifiable volume, a level. So because we are such vanity and vain type of people, our ego is inflamed. It's inflamed. It's abnormal. You used to can go over to, after all of this, you used to go to and say you American people would just reverence you just because you wore that social security number. When God finished with America, that name that we so proudly serve, and that flag, that red, white, and blue, it's not going to have the same value because the people in America have failed to repent. They have made laws that they should not have made. And you need to understand every president that you get is going to have some stuff with it. Yeah. You looking for a perfect America, but God was already exposing what was already, was already vanity, what was already there that was already evil and corruption because they've been doing all kind of pornography. They've been stealing your money and everything else. But now God has allowed these things to happen, and now you're trying to figure out if, I, if Biden comes in, if Trump comes in, if Obama comes in, and all of this stuff, but yet they all did wicked stuff because you got to understand something. They are the gods of this world. They are the priests and kings and, and queens of this world. So God already told you what was going to happen with these type of things and yet you think because they're throwing you your own taxpayers money that they're doing something for you but they're not God says I made them do it they didn't want to do it that's why they up there fighting about all of this other stuff because they didn't want to do it because God says even though you're wicked even though you're disobedient even though you are in this place that I'm, your heart is becoming far and far away from me but yet I'm still going to have grace because my word I cannot go against my word so I made them give you these things and yet you still took the money and you still did not even save it you went and did all kind of foolish stuff with it you need to understand something this is the hour for sackcloth and ashes and you want to know why your children crazy you want to know why your boss crazy you want to know why all of these things are happening in the land and it seems like the house of God is failing you God said I'm not failing you you let your own gods you let the fivefold ministry fail you and deceive you and trick you out of your money God said if you would have heard and saw my voice. He said, I would reveal it to you. He said, some of y'all tried to reveal it, but yet, uh, because you were so caught up in it, uh, and they were speaking everything that you want, uh, naming and claiming, famous, and you're going to get this and that, and yet, God said, I was not even in it, and that's why it didn't last long or it didn't profit at all. This is the hour for sackcloth and ashes. Even now, God is turning things. It says, the word of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanity, says the preacher. Vanity of vanity, all is vanity. What profit has a man from all his labor in which he toils under the sun? Do you hear this? You even work for it, but yet, it's gonna amount to nothing. 
We have built something that God already told you that moss and it's going to rot and decay. All of this stuff that you turned into a God is vanity. But all your toiling labor under the sun, your 12 hours, your 8 hours, huh? and then you give it to your children and they spit in your face. Trying to make up for not giving them the word. Let's go down to verse 8. It says, all things are full of labor. It says, man cannot express it. The eyes is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ears filled with hearing. That which has been is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything in which it may be said? See, this is new. We're going through the same thing. The days of Martin Luther King, the days of Malcolm X are here to come. All of this stuff is just being regurgitated because just like a dog going back to his own vomit. The only difference is that you just got the internet. You just got AI. See, back in the day, when you call AT&T, you used to get an operator. And the operator used to say, that call cannot go through. There was a stopping point. But man has always found a way around something that's going to block you from doing something else. And you need to understand what is going on. And I'm going to tell you something. There's an hour that is here and it's upon man like never before. And we seem to don't understand what is going on. And we want to continue to act like we don't understand what is happening. We're trying to act like we don't understand and how our children got like this and why this is happening in our lives. You've got to understand something. Now that people have not changed, they have not changed their heart. They have not changed what God is saying and doing in this hour. They continue to go forth. And the pastors did not preach Jesus Christ. They preached another gospel that was not of me. And he said, because my people was in love with it, I let the false prophets preach to you a God that was not of me. They preached a God that was in their head. I'm going to go somewhere. You can go there. This is not in my, what I had planned, but you got to go to Jeremiah the 14th chapter. I'm going to start at verse 13. Jeremiah 14. Let's go to verse 11. Jeremiah 14 and 11. Then the Lord said to me, do not pray for these people for their good. When they fast, I will not hear their cry. And when they offer burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. But I will consume them by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence in the land. Verse 13. Then I said, Oh, Lord God, behold, the prophets say to them, You shall not see the sword, nor shall you have famine, but I will give you assurance, assured peace in this place. He's speaking to the upright man. The man that's carrying the word of God, that's carrying the truth. He said, Jeremiah, you're going to prophesy, but it's not going to fall on you. And the Lord said to me, the prophets prophesy lies in my name. I have not sent them. Commanded them, not spoke to them. 
for the church. You done took my name and got famous off of it, and then you got the audacity to turn your back from what I very thing that I've given you. But let me tell you about God. He ain't like me, Susan. I can give you something to take it back. God said, guess what? I'm going to let you have it. But you won't be able to enjoy it. That's something about God can't nobody outsmart him do. But it's very strange that the people, the men and women of God, we think that we can outsmart something and he's already told you he was the ancient of days. Satan was here longer than you. But yet he can't outsmart the God. He can't do it. But that's something about Man, when they get that demon in them, and they act like Satan, the God of this world, they always think that they can outsmart God. You can cry, but God says, I don't even hear your cries, because it's not heart repentance. It's just to get you out of this, so I can continue to bless you. God says, I'm drying up that season. Now there's famine and pestilence coming. And so you got to understand something. Food is plentiful. You're saying, well, pastor, how's it going to be a famine? The Bible says it's going to be from the word of God. How's it pestilence? Because God said, I'm going to cause that thing that's in the atmosphere that affect that body. Just like a pestilence can destroy food, a pestilence and a parasite can destroy the body. Look at how many Big time people in the gospel have gone on. God is ushering in another dispensation. He's ushering in another type of soldier. Because my church, my people which are called by my name, have not turned to true repentance. That's why it's in an hour now that people in the household of God can continue to sin and not have no emotions behind it. Let's deal with your consciousness. We're still talking about the hour for sackcloth and ashes. We're still talking about the hour that God is trying to deal with our hearts. Sometimes we're trying to go forward and God says, no, deal with this so you can go forward because I know if I allow you to go forward, the demon that's in you is going to corrupt more. So I'd rather deal with you now. This is the hour that God has to debase me. He has to cause me to repent so my soul will not be lost. They prophesy to you a false vision. Divination. Oh yeah. How can I give them a word? And they don't even seek me for the word. That's why they fed my people that wanted that a dead word. But God said what they was doing in the back of their house, what they were doing at the hotel, what they were doing to their wives at home. Was not the quality or moral standards that I've given them. When you look at the second half of debasement, it says lower their moral character of someone. Because they continued in sin. This is what it happened. Because there was no true repentance of heart. And we're looking at these people because they are, they're, as we call giants or generals in God. But yet to God, they were already decrepit and poor. They were already taken away. He had already torn their garments and split the kingdom like he did Saul. After he disobeyed God.
And when he ripped the prophet's garment, he said, so shall the kingdom be ripped from you this day. And yes, I'm going to go here. That's why Eddie Long put that spirit in the atmosphere when he got that man to come up there and that shofar and all of this because he knew what was going to come out and be exposed. And the people bought that lie. But sin always has a, a trail. It always leaves a stench. God gives every man a time and a season to repentance. And when we don't, we want to know why God exposes us. And that gave the church community an excuse to stay in sin. And to continue, it taught publicly we can lie. Not only to God, but to the people as well. This is an hour for sackcloth and ashes. A worthless thing. It said, and the deceit of their heart. And Jeremiah 17 tells you the heart is deceitful above all things. And we want to know why these things are continue to exist in the land. We want to know why these things are happening. You need to understand and continue to search out your heart and work out your soul salvation with fear and trembling. You got to understand something. There's something in the land, and it's taking down the men and women of God. There's something that's sifting. The Bible says, Simon, Simon, Satan desires to sift you as we, and you sit in here with the word of God, and yet you're still being sifted. But God said, I pray that your faith fell if not. But you're looking for the pastor. He said, Simon, I pray that your faith fell if not. And this is what is happening. Let's go to Mark 1. Verse 4 is what I'm going to focus on. But I'm going to start at verse 1. It says, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. All as is, as it is written in the prophets, behold, I send a messenger before your face. The messengers he's sending now, they're going to be in sackcloth and ashes. You looking for them in Omani suits? God says, no. I'm sending them. Because they got to deliver uncomfortable message. That's why I got them in black goat's hair. Their hair is not going to be cut. It's going to be long. Their face is going to have the ashes of Jesus Christ. Symbolizing his death, burial, and resurrection. God was put in an uncomfortable situation. They tore off his clothes. And beat him unmercifully. And Isaiah said his face wasn't recognizable. Just like they didn't recognize Jesus back in the days of old. You're not going to recognize the true prophets. If you don't get yourself together. And start fasting and praying and seeking the will of God for your life. And just like they looked for Jesus to bail them out. Of this harsh Roman government. <laughs> you looking for Jesus to bail you out of Bepco. You looking for Jesus to bail you out of Virginia Gas. <laughs> you looking for Jesus to bail you out of Wells Fargo. <laughs> Sun Trust. American Bank of America. <laughs> Navy Federal. <laughs> God said I didn't come here for to do that. I came. That you may have life. And have it more abundantly. In this broken, fallen world, you got to understand something. He got up on the third day. For three days, he was down in Haiti. He took back the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Why should I be bound? And Jesus Christ has died for my sins. Why? Why? 
prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his pathway straight. That pathway that was crooked in your life, that means you continue to go left. The sackcloth and ashes prophet are going to turn your pathway straight if you listen. This is what it's going to do. John came baptizing in the wilderness. It didn't say the church. It didn't say First Baptist. First chapel Pentecost. No faith denomination. In the wilderness. This next revival is going to be in the streets. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching in a baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. Jesus is concerned about one thing, and that's your soul making it in. He said, it's not my desire that none should be lost. Why would he build a kingdom greater and mightier and bigger than what you can see? America ain't the kingdom, honey. It ain't nothing but another Sodom and Gomorrah. You're going to be like Lot's wife, turning because you in vanity, and you're going to turn into a pillar of salt. And God done prophesied and told you that you were the door to the key to your family. Yeah. What did Lot's children do? They ran into a cave because they couldn't get along with Moses. See, pride. Because Moses was humble. Take the big part of the land. Because it wasn't about that. It was about God and causing peace. See, people that got the face of God, they want peace. Yeah. Folks that got drama, headaches, problems all the time in their life, unfinished business, hey, that's sin. Unrepentance. That's the way of life. What do they do? They go and get their daddy drunk in the cave. And then they birth children from them. And this same day, these people are still rebellious type of people because the sin nature that was out, that came out of that corrupt uh, relationship. And you want to know why your grandchildren acting the way they are. Look at your daughters and your sons. Look at what they breathing. Out of that corrupt relationship because the parents was out of place. That, I'm just giving you a Bible. Please don't throw no stones. You say you know the Bible? Get a revelation. Sin is the root of the problem. Repentance is the answer to every problem. Because they derived that they were the only ones left in the world. See, the angels got them out of the place of evil. But then they took on what was they were already involved in Sodom and Gomorrah. So it fell on them. So you want to know why Babylon or the, or the Americas of the United States is falling on you and you doing everything that they say. Look at everything that's going on. It's about sex, lies, and fornication. It's in the Bible. You need to understand something. Taking them to church is not enough. But are you living it in the house? Because if you're not living in the house, it's going to come back. Don't think that your house would be spared. The Bible would not, that makes the Bible a lie. The Bible don't lie. We lie. Sin always comes back full force. You can't escape it. Saying you're sorry, I raised you this way, don't matter. God said it's in their spirit, it's in their members.
what's going on. And we want to know why things are the way that they are. And I want to close with this. It says sackcloth and ashes were used as an outward sign of one's inward condition. This is all that was going on. You got to look at something. You want to know why all of this. Some people really even now are just astonished at everything that's happening in America. And America has been going down the wrong pathway for years. We all just been blessed to ride down it, but guess what? We all gonna have feel the blow as well. And people don't wanna hear that. Such a symbol made one's change of heart visible and demonstrated the says, sincerity of one's grief or repentance. We talk about sackcloth and ashes. It says, an act of putting on sackcloth and ashes itself that moved God to intervene. But the humidity that such an act demonstrates. God forgiveness and repentance to genuine repentance is symbolic by David's words. Psalms 30 and 11 says, you remove my sackcloth and Clothe me with joy. This is what God gave me this morning. We are in the wilderness in our minds and in the world. That's why the message Dirty Rags last week was telling you, be prepared that you may be going through this for another few more years. Some of you living your life. I'm just getting, waiting to get through COVID. Wait through COVID, get over. I'm going to tell you something. That vaccine ain't the answer. Jesus is the answer. But are you prepared to live in the wilderness? This is an hour to be focused on the things of God. And to get a revelation of why Jesus Christ coming was not in vain. But our minds are on everything else. It's not on what God is saying and what God is doing. And I remember back in the day, Catholics used to wear sackcloth and ashes. Maybe the Catholic Church had something on us too, besides the Pope. And it says right here, the ashes symbolize repentance and death for the believer, how Christ died for them. But we got to repent and turn. You causing more damnation on your own self. And now you're gonna have to feel the weight of your sin. There's not going to be no more escape goat. It's not going to be none of that. Because sometimes when you feel the weight of what you've really done, it causes us to change and see God differently. Jeremiah. 2 and 19. Your own wickedness will correct you. Now America is feeling the weight of their disobedience. If a country's in a state of non-repentance, why would you think your government, why would you think the pastors are not corrupt? You act 
act like the whole northern kingdom and southern kingdom had a whole lot of prophets. There ain't going to be a whole lot of prophets now. There's a new order. Some people call themselves the master prophet. God was the master of everything. The average Christian don't know the voice of God, and that's dangerous. He said, my sheep know my voice. No other will they follow. Why are you following all of these false people? God is not going to dwell in no unclean temple. You can say what you want. I repent, but God said you keep going back. It's not covered. And your backsliding will reprove you. Know therefore and see that it is an evil and bitter thing. Food don't taste the same. My best food don't taste good no more. It's just like there's something there. That you have forsaken the Lord your God. God is saying, turn back. Turn back. Some of us are looking for something new. Go back to the old. You got to see what this is. This is an hour for sackcloth and ashes. And some of you, if you don't get your mind together, you're not going to be able to intercede for your house. Because the devil got you buzzed out on your own emotion. You have your own drugs. I've been living in my emotions and my flesh so long. I'm so high and drunk. know how to come down off of this high. Let God wash you with the word. Let God wash you with the blood. Let God fill you with the Holy Ghost. Let him give you another refilling. Come up in your faith. Come up in your walk and your commitment. of God is not in you. You say you feel God, but God said it ain't in you. I'm looking. He said, I behold the good and the evil that man do. Says the Lord of hosts. This is the hour for sackcloth and ashes. I pray that something's been said and done. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen.